up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. Please, please to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. What's up, everybody? Good evening, boys and girls. It's November 6th. You're tuned in to the drive-in speaker box. It's Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. It is live. We're live up here in the studio with the drive-in speaker box. I'm your host, Bo, the boom operator. I am Slick Doggy the Grit. And we've got another show for you this week. If you're just tuning into our podcast for the very first time, it's also a live stream. So you can tune in Anywhere you like to live stream, as long as it's these three choices, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, or Twitch. We like Twitch. For all of our Twitch users, uh, we come up here about 30 minutes early, do a little pre-show with you guys, and uh, just get to know you better. There's also a Discord if you want to chat with some of our viewers and listeners and uh, us. You can log into the Discord, join our community there, and do all that fun stuff. So... Um, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of ways to engage with the drive-in speaker box. So, so get on it. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about movies tonight again. Can you believe it? Once more, yeah. Once more, here we are. Um, last week sucked. Last week there was like no movies, um, really to speak of. I mean, Priscilla came out in somewhat expanded release. I don't think it was in. Uh, wide release. I think it was still less than fifteen hundred theaters nationwide that that mm. movie came out in. So, um, but I also didn't get a chance. I just, it's the week between Halloween and our Christmas, so I'm like really busy. Well, but not only that, our local theaters really didn't have much to watch, hardly at all. And the movies, like I, I thought about going to watch Freelance for everybody since it had come out. It's been reduced to single showings at theaters. Uh, so they were doing it. That's like, really sad. Yeah, noon, and then that was it. They had one one showing, and I was you, like, "You know, oh. it's bad when a movie's only got like that noon show because they're like, yeah. well, maybe some old people just like go, I don't know, let's watch this." Yeah, so that sucks. But you know what, the Priscilla thing. I uh, looking at the news and stuff. Um, apparently, it's had it has some like uh, the controversy and whatnot going on. You well, know, anything surrounding Elvis has yeah. some controversy. Well, apparently, like one of the articles I was reading said that Lisa Marie, like on her deathbed, was like, "That movie is garbage," <laughs> like kind of a thing. Like she was just not down with it before she died, like at all. And, and apparently, the people that were making the film was like, "Well, what does she know anyhow?" And it's like, mm, you know, so. I don't know. But eight twenty four. I mean it made it made it made some pretty good money um this week despite being in only fifteen hundred theaters or thirteen fifty nine if we want to get technical. Well and talking uh, Elvis, old dude that played Elvis in the Elvis movie recently, uh what was his name? Austin Butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh he's gonna be in a new sixties biker movie with uh Tom Darty. Uh and apparently they're they're playing like you know, leather clad, cool dude, easy 60s. rider style. Yeah, like not quite easy rider, like the other ends of easy. Because easy rider, they were they were just easy going dudes. They were easy rider, easy man. Easy riders, just trucking drugs across the country, maybe banging some hippies, having a good time. 
picking up vagrants and whatever just trying to be chill bro Um, i see you're wearing your bikes blues and barbecue shirt too like just talking speaking of bikers well just because it's a comfy shirt man it's a it's a very comfy shirt and you know yeah i like motorcycles that's a thing that i uh i do and enjoy a hobby that i have and uh money pit that (laughs) i keep around um I love my motorcycle. I like riding bikes. Uh, so i interested to see that, I, I guess. Because the, the picture's like Austin Butler's like this leather-clad like young dude, and Tom Hardy's like this old dude who's in like proper 60s attire, but they're both like biker guys that just got in a fight together. Uh, so interested to see where that one's going, maybe. Well, right on. Um, but seeing as how the last week in, in movies was, was kind of lackluster, and I've been super busy i i haven't even had a chance to like watch my october throwbacks and it's november now so that was kind of a bummer um yeah this is big for me like you know what i did do talking about that um netflix added uh the tom cruise mummy uh to oh my god did you revisit that or was that the first time it was the first time i watched oh my god it wasn't as bad as everyone makes it seem like it is. Well, in comparison to the cinematic masterpiece with Brendan Fraser. Oh, but it's a whole different <clears throat> type of mummy thing. Doesn't matter. And they have the book from that. They have like a callback to that movie in it. The Brendan Fraser masterpiece. Yeah, Rachel Brendan Fraser. Weiss and the mummy. Arnold with, Vosloo. And, uh, who's Arnold? Is he the he's dude that gets... Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, no, The Mummy is great. The Mummy's it's a uh, perfect uh, movie. It's pretty damn good. Um, I don't know about perfect, but it's really pretty good. freaking close. It's really good. It has everything. That movie but is like a well-crafted casserole. I'm like a, it has just everything. It does have everything. Well, until Mummy 2 where they have those little uh Kodama, like evil yeah, Kodama. They like throw great. the spears at people. Mummy. I thought that was fun. It's uh, yeah, it 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 scratched the itch, but it wasn't great and Scorpion King was I like Scorpion King. The part 3, the Mummy 3, they okay. had like Jet, Jet Li. Yeah. That one's really not good. so good. But this one, I didn't even think about Brendan Fraser Mummy while I was watching this one until they, oh, they had the Book of the Dead from it. just all I think it. about. Well, <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. I didn't think it was bad at all. Um, no, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. No, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I thought it was a, a, a decent action horror goofy movie, you know? Yeah, I think it... I mean, if it had been not attached to the mummy then i think it would have been just fine well um, but i, I saw what they just, did they kind of did like a league league of extraordinary gentlemen type thing um with all uh, uh uh what's his name help me australian oh Gladiator. he was at the end he was Mr. jekyll and hyde jekyll and hyde yeah uh i forgot that russell crowe russell crowe i forgot yeah. that was in that movie with his uh jekyll and hyde and with tom cruise spoiler for like a what seven year old movie now uh becoming like the mummy at the end of it but he's the mummy because he took the powers and he can control them i thought that could have led to a, a cool thing um kind of a deal but missed opportunity they don't need it doesn't need to be like you know, a super team. Like No, it, it doesn't just, at all. Not at all, but... I mean, Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, and then Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. None of these are great movies. I mean, they're fun, but the, the crossover. Abbott and Costello meet the mummies. 
these crossovers we don't need. They don't need to join up and be The Abbott and Costello animals. on the road movies are all those a are lot all of fun. Good, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. You know, but like Universal just did all those things already. They were just like, all right, uh, you know, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman surfing with the creature. And you're like, yeah, whatever. And nobody ever watched those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, the Dark Universe could have been something. I don't know. Uh, Ghost971 asked if we're going to watch The Boy and the Heron. We talked about that a little bit uh, in if the pre-show. If it gets anywhere near us. If um, we get the Japanese version. Yeah. Though the English voice cast uh, is a bunch of um, like Miyazaki people that have done it before, like Christian Bale uh, and one or two other people that have done it before. And like... Howl's Moving Castle, not bad in English. Nope. Um, uh, Princess Mononoke, not mm, bad in English. Is it not? I kind of dig it. Really? Yeah. It's uh, Ashitaka is good, and uh, Billy Bob Thornton is that old man, the soup guy with the yeah, big yeah. thing. Uh, he's pretty good. Um, I just, yeah. I can't do Mononoke in... I prefer it in Japanese, but honestly, almost, of, I feel like Spirited Away is not bad in English, but it's yeah, nowhere near. The, the girl that they got to play, what, Chihiro? Chihiro, yeah. She's really good, and uh, and the, the, the old lady. Um, most most of the Miyazaki ones, like Disney, when when John Lasseter came into, well, so so John Lasseter used to be the head of Pixar, and and when Disney started to kind of like turn into the blob and just and absorb Pixar, John Lasseter was like, okay, well, you know, here's the deal, I'm on Team Disney now, but. Uh, they were talking about bringing one of his deals was like we have to bring Miyazaki movies to the United States and let me lead this project so John Lasseter who was a huge Miyazaki fan convinced Disney as a part of their deal with Pixar to like okay well we're going to bring this over and we're going to voice act them but we're going to throw a ton of money at it and so John Lasseter led this 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 sort of gateway where they put them all on DVD they released some in the United States um, but but they got really really a list voice talents to do these dubbings and um, yeah like Liam Neeson in uh, Ponyo which I've still I've never watched all of Ponyo I fall asleep in it every time it's just not very interesting though what I was gonna say what is a good uh, English Miyazaki is the Cat Returns mm. yeah the Cat Returns is fun I haven't think I haven't thought about that one does po- does Pompoko exist in English I imagine it's awful in English Pompoko can only be yeah. In Japanese, because no one's going to be like, Tanuki Nutsacks, yeah! <laughs> like, in English, that would be disturbing for kids' movies. Uh, but it's fun when it's in Japanese and you're talking about mm-hmm. yokai and Tanuki Notama. Uh, Baldwin Orange on Twitch says, Hey guys, I just took a trip on a plane recently. That sounds fun. And watched the newer Evil Dead flick. I enjoyed it. 7 out of 10, decent modern horror. Uh, I think if on our show, I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it as an Evil Dead movie. I thought it was a pretty great horror movie, a pretty mid Evil Dead film. So I mean, take that with whatever grain of salt you wanna you wanna take it. Enjoyed the movie. Didn't think it was a good Evil Dead movie. Um, no words about the film, but a lot of chewing noises. Um, yeah, oh, caterpillar. The, yeah, the, no. sh- the other thing. Is it the from the kids book about like the hungry caterpillar? Could be oh the short film that he yeah because uh, Ghibli and Miyazaki stuff is always like from weird kids books from around the world. I haven't seen it. So the the short film I was talking either. about. So uh, anyway, 
Yeah. Uh, let's talk about um, some news. Is there any news that you did? Did you hear the the thing that they were talking about? Um, you know the. You know I don't normally like to talk about Marvel movies, but Blade. Mm-hmm. You know is is on its way out, and Mahershal Ali is attached to star. If you haven't already heard about that one, but they are saying it's going to be R rated. Yep, Disney's going to have their uh, an R rated. Um, Superhero, superhero movie, super anti-hero, super whatever. So I'm yeah, here for it. The director confirmed that Disney's allowing them to do that R-rated. Um, and talking Disney, let's just get all that out of the way right now. Can we talk about Nightmare Before Christmas? Like passing another box office milestone thirty years later, which is kind of cool. It's 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 been out for its thirtieth anniversary. It's doing really well. I just have we were putting the finishing touches on our nightmare before christmas area mm. at pinpoint um that will open up november 10th if you want to come check out our christmas you could stuff. set up nightmare before christmas and leave it for both of them we could we could uh yeah that and hocus pocus did really well during its uh, uh anniversary run in the theater uh but also disney uh with some of that money they got from those doing so well is taking over full control of hulu um adding the last third uh, of the controlling interest of Hulu to their stockpile, um, ending their deal with Comcast uh, via $8.61 billion. So to purchase the remaining third of that company was $8.6 billion. I didn't realize that that many people watched Hulu. But uh, maybe they don't. Maybe it's like me. I pay for Hulu, and I rarely ever use it. So they're just getting my dollars for nothing. Uh, And then another Disney thing is that here within the last week, their animators voted to unionize. Uh, They did go ahead and do that 93% majority. uh, And they're joining the uh, IATSE in in that as part of the Animation Guild. So I'm an IATSE member. Yep. So there you go. There's there's your Disney stuff happening out of the way. But you know, so, Disney's also shaking in their boots about Mar- the Marvels coming out this weekend. Uh, oh, because it has some of the lowest ticket sales. Uh, like uh-huh. it, it, worse than DC is how I saw it compared. Oh yeah, there, it's like as if we didn't call that. Yeah, I mean, no one wants it. Uh, who's this movie for? Kind of a thing, right? Like, no. No one. It's for no one. No one cares. No one wants it. No one asked for it. Um, yeah, it's just it's more garbage. There's probably like five to ten people that are just like, yeah, hell yeah. Or like a little girl that's like in Miss Marvel costume. And that's costume great, and but th- do we need to spend like millions, of, hundreds of millions of dollars to know that it's going to fail even though we already know it's going to fail? Yeah, plus know. apparently like nobody's a big... Uh, uh, what's her name? Allison Brie. What is that? It Brie Larson. Brie Larson. No, no one's a big fan of her or whatever so much anymore, uh, really, because of how she's been uh, behind the scenes of, of all this stuff and just in everyone's face too. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is a bad mix. I don't like it." Um. So you know, Velvet Santa on Twitch just said, "If Marvel took a year off, the hype would be insane for their next film." Here's. Here's the problem. Or everyone would (laughs) let it sink in that they don't need this crap. Is, you know, the the problem that a lot of these studios have and, you know, the the, the difference between a private company and a publicly traded company, you know, it's it's appealing shareholders and this, this, like, insatiable lust for more. And instead of just, like, 
I was talking about this with someone the other day that had nothing to do with movies, but it, everything has something to do with movies. I was talking about Bush's baked beans. Okay, we're, we're, we're eating Bush's baked beans. Straight out of the can, that's and the way. Bush's baked beans, you don't think about this. They're like the baked bean. You know, they're, they're the one, right? And they're a privately held company. They're, I think it's it's a billion dollar company. They have like 400 employees making a billion dollars and they don't change. They make really fucking good baked beans. That's and that's true. what they do. And they're not going, we need more beans. We need ketchup flavored beans. We need sriracha beans. We need this kind of bean and more beans. You know, and they go, let's just do this and do it well. It's what people love and we're going to be awesome at it. But Disney and all these publicly or, or you know, publicly held companies everybody's like we need more we need more shareholder confidence we need growth we need constant growth and then everybody is just clamoring for more 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 because they go remember that one time we made all that money let's do that again every day and everything falls apart and it's not sustainable when we really should be looking to the beans well but velvet santa just brought up a good point if they made tequila lime beans your boy would be would they be tequila lima beans no. Or would they be tequila-limed baked beans? Yes, absolutely. Like, have you ever had... Bro, I could make you tequila-lime baked beans. Okay, I'm in. Count me in. Because have you ever had the tequila-lime, like, hot wings, like, kind of a thing, like chicken wings? Those are top-notch. Those are the best. I could I could do that. I could do that. Uh, Vince uh, on Twitch says, it's nice to be in a company where non-growth does not equal failure. And there's too many companies right now that... Th- like, because constant growth is a zero sum game you cannot win like they're there it will fail you cannot constantly be in a growth model it's impossible eventually you will hit a wall and if you can find that wall if you can plateau and say this is where this is where we'd like to be and how can we sustain Disney hasn't figured that out yet. Disney's like, we have to do more. Walmart hasn't figured that out yet. They're like, we have to do more. And, you know... Uh, I mean, Walmart had it, and then Sam died, and then... And then it lost it. Yeah, and then people took over. Because living where we live is the home of Walmart, right? So everybody's like, why are you talking about Walmart? The more I read about Sam Walton, the more fascinated by that guy I become. Because he was kind of awesome. And Yeah, and if one of his, like... Um, big management suit and tie dudes stepped out of line and were like, I'm going to spin like I'm a big spender dude. He's like, guess what? No. <laughs> like, shut that down. And he would he would promote from within. If you were a store manager for a while, you'd rise the ranks. Now, I was talking to some, some associates, and they're like, oh, yeah, store managers almost never move to corporate because they're not allowed. They just hire MBA-having assholes fresh out of college to come and make decisions for all these store managers that have been working there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it's all backwards. We're all doomed. Everything's going to fall apart, and Bezos is going to own all of it. So, um it's going to be AI because, like, I'm pretty sure at this point, Amazon is just an AI. Like, I think it is. I think that Bezos... It's the bad guy from Mission Impossible? Yes. Yes. That's Amazon. You people should have watched that movie. You should have watched think, that movie. If you think about it, we've got all these Alexas and everything in our house. It's data mining everything that we think and say and smell and our light colors that we like. And, yeah... Dude, Skynet is here, and we don't even know it. Dude, Velvet, uh, Velvet Santa says Sam Walton dressed down a big wig that was mean to to their mom. 
uh, I really hope it it's like that scene in How High, <laughs> where like dumbass looking dumb, get him, and just like kept just chopping him down. That would be the best. Hey, you know what? Before we move too far away from uh, Disney and big corporations and all that nonsense, uh, the last bit, Blood and Honey 2. Oh, the... The the new costume. Yeah, the poo. Yeah, it looks good. It does. It looks looks spooky. Uh, And then I saw a thing, too, that the Blood and Honey director talked about some other properties, some other Disney, now public domain properties, that they're going to turn into not-so-Disney friendly films um so that could be something for somebody uh but you know what talking about things like that killer slasher cool things we talked about terrifier 3 the other day and how it uh has pictures that were released and they confirmed that it will be set during christmas but it gets a halloween release for next year october 25th 24th is slated release and that made me think i really hope that it is a Halloween movie that has him like killing all of the people that are setting up for Christmas too early. Oh man, that would be awesome! Like Halloween verse Christmas just like and movie, goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then drags them off and yeah, turns them into Christmas decorations. Just like kills all the people setting up Christmas stuff before Halloween's even happened. Uh, that would be the best. So that is what I'm hoping for from it. Uh, and then, you know what? Talking about people getting their parts chopped off. Whoa. I saw something cool. Maybe. Potentially cool. Uh, new Highlander movie with Henry Cavill. The reboot that none of us want or need or asked for. Uh, and anyone who likes Hi- Highlander doesn't know how to feel about it. Uh, speaking from being right there with it right now. David Leach. Or not David Leach. Uh, <laughs> is that the... Uh, that's a different movie that David I was looking Leach, at. David Leach, is that the... He's the John Wick dude. Oh, I was thinking, like, who's the who's the Robin Leach? It's someone, the it's someone else. The of the rich and famous. Someone else, John Wick, I think, though, is involved in the, in the Highlander thing. Regardless, they said that the Queen songs will remain in the movie. <laughs> but the exact quote was, in a way different than you think. Yeah. So they're not They'll probably be like driving down the street and like tuning the radio. And but like, that's what the Kurgan did. That's what the yeah. Well, that's what the Kurgan did. He listened to Queen after he stole that car and that old lady. Uh, but I mean, if they're not going to have Who Wants to Live Forever to bring in like the uh, the emotional weight when someone's it, wife dies. Yeah, and if they're not going to have Princes of the Universe for like the like the the triumphant stuff, what's the point, really? It's not, yeah, there is. Use the original Queen songs. Don't change that. If you're going to do stuff Highlander, it needs that Queen soundtrack. Um, Everything Highlander uh, Queen is the tits. Uh, Flash soundtrack is like one of my favorite things on the planet. Uh, One of the only times in my life I've done karaoke, I totes botched Princes of the Universe uh, when I was <laughs> blackout drunk at five in the afternoon. <laughs> so, uh, you know, oh man, I'm seeing a, a comments that they're like cover versions of the Queen songs. I would, I would burn the motherfucker down if they're cover versions. Mm, not good. Not good. I was trying to pull up like a Princes, Here yeah. we are. Born so doing to like a piano cover of this. 
that's not a good cover. I don't like this. I don't one. like anything about that. It was terrible. Dude, I have the. I have no rival. My mind inside me, blood of kings. I, I have. am immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no man can be your equal, bro. Uh, I have the metal case uh, special edition release of the Highlander DVD that came with the Queen soundtrack. Dude, that's pretty rad. It is pretty rad. I love it. Well, uh, not speaking of Highlanders, but speaking of up high things. Do you hear that the uh, you remember that movie The Fall, which was just like those people trapped on that really long pole? Yeah, the one that had the crazy streaming success, so they announced a sequel. Now it's getting a third. Oh, a trilogy my, is in the really? works. Yeah. Um I just saw that in my in my feed and I was just like, that's too dumb. Is it to gonna be that. that someone falls off something uh, and then falls into a hole and it's a hole through earth that makes its way to China and then they gain enough momentum that they go all the way up? And then they fall all the way back down. Is that it? <laughs> I hope so. Like... All right. Well, uh, do you want to talk about what's coming out in theaters this week? Oh, let me run through okay, the, my we'll last bit of news real okay, quick. Let's do it. Uh, Gods of War game creator said that he would love for Zack Snyder to be the director if they ever made a live action uh, Gears of War movie. Uh, Zack Snyder also going crazy with the Blood Moon uh, whatever thing on Netflix. Animated prequels. He's like he says he has it all mapped out. Doing the Marvel thing. He has a game plan for years to come. Uh, there were some sick trailers that came out. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer looks pretty good. I love Planet of the Apes. I like all the old ones. I've I've watched them. Uh, I liked the most recent trilogy, the I, Caesar movies. Yeah, I thought they were okay. The Caesar yeah, movies the Caesar were ones weren't bad. I, I liked them a lot. Uh, that was super good. Uh, the Fall Guy trailer with uh, Gosling, where he's the stunt double mm-hmm. or the uh, the stunt man. Um, turns out based on a TV show from the from mm-hmm. the early eighties. Um, it's being directed by David Leach, the, the guy who was a stuntman uh, and did the first John Wick movie and uh, Deadpool and Bullet Train and all of these movies that are fun. So it could be good. Um, also, it has Aaron Taylor Johnson in it. He did great in uh, uh, Bullet Train and all that. So that's good news. And then your favorite um, comedy action star, Kevin Hart, uh, is in a new movie for Netflix called Lift, where they're stealing a moving plane 40,000 feet Kevin in the Hart. air. But he's going to fit into the luggage compartment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. He's a master thief. And, I bet he is. And he's going to steal a plane while it's moving uh, through the air. So I don't like Kevin Hart movies, man. I don't know why, but I just can't do them. I don't know. I'm sorry, Kevin Hart. You seem like a fun guy. I saw him when he was at the Amp. Yeah, you told me about that. I remember yeah, that. I remember it was that. pretty fun. Uh, now do you want to talk about movies coming out this weekend? Do it. All right. So um, coming up this weekend, the Marvels. Uh, we just kind of talked about that. Brie Larson, Tayona Paris, Iman Vellani, Samuel Jackson, the cat, the CGI cat with the tentacles in its mouth, like the 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 whole gang, they're bringing them back together and hoping you go see it, which you probably won't. And yeah, so you know, girl power the movie. Let's chalk them in. Let's brainwash your daughters into thinking that you need these toys. Um, that's that's what they're thinking. 
you know, that's all this movie is. It's not, you know, anytime a Disney executive thinks like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to really represent, underrepresent. No, you're not. They're trying to sell you toys, man. That's all they're doing. And they're just trying to milk money out of a market that is underrepresented in their portfolio that they are looking at money that they've squeezed. Like, that's it. That's all it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, the Marvels is coming out. Everyone's going to go, I can't believe it was such a box office disappointment. When, in fact, we all knew it was going to be a bad With all the projections that are going right now, I don't know if anyone will not be able to believe it's a disappointment. If it somehow makes money, I think people will be like, where the hell did that come from? Um, Another movie coming out that looks a little interesting is um, a film called The Holdovers. And uh, The Holdovers is directed by David Hemmingson. you probably don't know him from anything uh, in particular, but it's from the same creative team that uh, did the Sideways, and they love Paul Giamatti. It's uh, Paul Giamatti plays this cranky history teacher at this remote prep school. He's forced to stay on campus over the holidays with uh, a troubled student who has no place to go. Uh, and it also has Divine Roy, uh, Joy Randolph in it, who looks like she's um, going to be pretty pretty fun. Uh, Paul Giamatti playing the lead and Dominic Sessa, a little up-and-comer there playing the student. It looks like it takes place like in the, in the 70s, uh, maybe early 80s at this prep school. It looks like a, it's a holiday movie, but not, you know. Uh, the trailer looks pretty cool. It's it's kind of like a dysfunctional group of people that that learns the meaning of like friendship and family. And I'm excited for this movie to come out so that I can quit seeing the trailer because it's on everything. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. Um, I just caught it last week because I have not looked at anything. Oh, uh, really? I haven't looked at a screen in seven days I was about to say, every movie I've gone to for like two or three months has had this trailer yeah. on there and like anytime because it's, it's got olive branches yeah anytime I watch something that has ads uh, it, it's on there and I'm like oh geez uh, also coming out in theaters um, maybe not expanded release but uh, definitely limited and probably streaming uh, written and directed by John Tengrove starring Jesse Eisenberg and Adrian Brody it's a film called Manadrome which just basically kind of looks like Fight Club Light hmm. uh, which is interesting because David Fincher uh, in an article this week director of Fight Club he said he still doesn't like people that like Fight Club <laughs> and uh, which I agree you're with you're missing the point of the movie you are yeah. not your khaki pants bro <laughs> I love Fight Club it's so cool gets in their jeep with their khaki pants and becomes everything that that movie's about um yeah manodrome uh it's weird jesse eisenberg has been on a streak of these neurotic like uh just scary individual characters that he plays like these these people you shouldn't trust or someone that might murder you um well, i mean that fits his personality did you see double um or the double that no. that was a weird one that he was in um he was Lex Luthor of course in the Justice League which is a bad guy uh it uh, I'm trying to think of this other game or uh, not other games other other movie he was in American Ultra just he killed a lot of people in American yeah. Ultra <laughs> well yeah um, but that was like he was had his brain implanted yeah. with like kill words or whatever 
But yeah, he gets swollen in this movie too, which is kind of weird. But it's it's a it's a, this movie looks very very strange. Um, it's about this guy. He's conflicted about his girlfriend's pregnancy. He feels like his life is spiraling out of control, and he meets this mysterious family of men, which is led by Adrian Brody, and they're like this fight clubby group of dudes that that exist in this commune together and uh but of course everything falls apart um and it, the, tra- the trailer looks bananas but it's only an hour and a half long which is a great runtime for any kind of movie so that's true um that's coming out this week um also coming out it's probably just going to be on streaming but um the title was just funny enough for me to mention it it's a wonderful knife because now that it is november it means it's time for christmas and it is a. Uh, um about this this lady who saves her town from a psychotic killer uh she finds herself in some weird parallel universe uh and it it, it's i mean it's hard to explain this movie uh the trailer is even more weird but starring jane widdup uh playing winnie carruthers who is the lead and uh justin long of course cameoing in this because he's cameoing in almost every horror movie that exists now and um, yeah, so it's a wonderful knife coming out this week. Hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all I had on my list. Another week of <laughs> no movies. Almost nothing. Because I'm like, we're we gonna have to watch the Marvels. Oh man, I, I mean, I don't. I really would rather not. I'd also rather not. I'm gonna look for Indian movies Cause, for y'all. Because next week, I mean, it's not even that much better. It's like Hunger Games and Thanksgiving and that Trolls movie. I'll go see Thanksgiving. I'll watch the Trolls. I watched the other two already. You what? Yeah. Have you never seen them? No. Oh, dude, Justin Timberlake. Rules. It's like two of my least favorite things in the world which is CGI animals doing people things even though they're trolls so they're kind of people-esque but then musicals and it's both and it's not and it's also the worst kind of musical where it's not you know like okay you're like oh Aladdin it's great it's all covers yeah that's true oof but I'm gonna tell you what Justin Timberlake is cool I mean yeah he's a cool dude I don't want to watch him as a troll singing my humps. Wasn't Can't Stop you know? That Feeling like uh, first released in the Trolls movie? I feel like there's... So there's some JT originals in there. Are you really defending Trolls right now? I mean, are more Justin Timberlake, but like... Are you going to come in here maybe? next week with a Trolls shirt on? <laughs> That'd be... And like a, just my and hair. A little wig. My hair all the way up. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, I had no idea we had a secret Trolls fan here. So. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I've already watched the other two for the show. I so. loved them, so might as well complete the set. I mean, they're not bad. Did you ever have troll dolls when you were a kid? I didn't have, like, dolls per se. I had, like, one or two of the Trolls, but I had a couple that I had, like, on erasers just because who didn't have at least yeah, every, one? Yeah, everybody had one. I, but I, I never. I don't think I ever had more than one. And I don't remember how I got it. I didn't buy it at the store. I think I've just ob- found it at obtained a troll. Yeah. Um, Velvet Santa asks, speaking of trolls on Twitch, he said, how do you feel about box trolls? 
And it's, Box Trolls was uh, that, it's old. It's an older film. It was uh, came out in 2014. It's from the same producers that did Coraline and Paranormal. It was a Leica studio, which I'm I'm super into anything that they do. I actually liked this movie. I liked uh, Box Trolls quite a bit. I thought that it, the end was a little bit weird. It just kind of abruptly ended, and I, I could have done without. I, I could have changed the ending, but I thought it was great. I I, I don't think enough people went and saw it. Um, but any any if Leica makes it, I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna love it. So that's true. You love that studio. I love that studio. Also, Vince uh, calling me out for saying JT, dude. I like Justin Timberlake. I I will get down to justified like any day. <laughs> that's a fact. Ask him. It's he used true. to DJ shit. That's true. It's it's a real thing. Go in some. Justin Timberlake or some like old uh, like seventies eighties funk yeah then... like Gap Band or something uh, you know what I'll I'll put this out there for everyone because I'll probably never have the money or the time uh, to do it even though I really really want to I want to buy a Subaru Justy I want to swap it to be an STI powertrain and then call it the Justy and the Stevie STI and then I want to put Justify and have it wrapped in that album cover. So a vinyl wrap of that album cover and have a big speaker just bumping um, Justin Timberlake music uh, while it's like brat brapping real hard. <laughs> just like a tiny, stupid 90s two-door Justy Subaru that's way overpowered with just loud Justin Timberlake. I, I think that would be sick. Bringing sexy back. Yeah, well, that's from that's from a whole different album, man. I know, but it's still a Justin Timberlake song. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, well, that is the, the 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 coming out in theaters this week portion of the show. I didn't see any movies this week, so I don't have anything to review. I do. I, He's got some stuff to review, so yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Jake for a portion of the show now. Sure. Well, and real quick, uh, Vince and James pointing out movies that Justin Timberlake's in. He's actually a really good actor. I like oh, yeah. all of it. There was it, that one science fiction movie. Just in Time. Oh, was that the one? Yeah. yeah. I like that one. In Time uh, is what it was called. But uh, that was a really fun movie. I liked that movie a lot. Um, I watched it in the movie theater when it came out. So did I. Yeah, uh, but he always does great movies. He's in that uh, weird uh, Netflix reptile thing. You know the movie? It's like a creepy movie, uh, like a thriller, like a psycho I'd to, thriller. I'd have to look it it's up. It's called Reptile. Okay. Yeah. A- anyhow, I always like stuff he's in. So, speaking of Netflix, uh, you know what I watched? I watched Onimusha, first episode. Uh, first episode, part of another. Uh, it is the new... CGI anime Netflix original. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played any of the Onimusha games or not from way back PS2 times. The original Onimusha uh, is um, my favorite samurai. My person, one of my personal favorite samurais. Um, you know, Oda Nobunaga is like this demon king, um, and the uh, s- son or or whatever of Akechi Mitsuhide is trying to stop the demon man that uh, Oda has become because uh, Akechi is the one who killed uh, Oda Nobunaga in the temple uh, famously there Onimusha hey. 2 oh, I was gonna, what? Never mind. Go, no, no, no go ahead I was just going to ask you your opinion on the, the animation style since we're watching the clip on the TV here uh 
I don't know. I was going to talk about that a little bit. Okay, we'll um, continue. But so Onimusha two brings in my real favorite samurai, Yagyujube Mitsuyoshi, and that is super badass. And then in this new anime, it has the trifecta of all of the best and coolest and most famous and badass samurais of all time. Because you have Oda Nobunaga, you have Yagyujube Mitsuyoshi, and now you have Miyamoto Musashi in... All three in the same show? Not in the same. In the video games and now the show. Okay. So, Oda Nobunaga is the bad guy in Onimusha 1. Yagyujube Mitsuyoshi is the character that you play in uh, Onimusha 2. And now the main character of this anime is Miyamoto Musashi. And they designed him to look exactly like... Mufune, oh, I noticed that. From yeah. the Miyamoto Musashi movie trilogy, the moment that he hit the screen, because it didn't say anything about uh, Musashi, as soon as he hit the screen, I did like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Up, 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 up. <laughs> right? I was like, Mifune, it's clearly it's Musashi. It's clearly like, him. If yeah. it's not Musashi, then they just were like, you remember Mifune in, in, in Yojimbo? Make, make him look like that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you ever see Yojimbo or, or Musashi trilogy before? Uh, but it is totes Musashi. He gets the Oni no Kote from, the, uh, it, from these uh, monks. It opens up and he's fighting these like uh, like a dozen Sohei, uh, warrior monks, like at this um, temple. And he's unarmed. He's fighting barehanded. They all have all these Yari that they're coming at him with. And then the final dude has like a double-sided Naginata and like is just swinging at him. And, and Musashi whoops them all to get what like the the weapon to stop the demons the oni the uh the the evil spirits and and things like that um and and you find out through that that these he was happening happening to visit this village um when this man was sent back on the back of a horse all of his limbs cut off but he was still somehow alive he had been a spy sent to try and deliver a message or communicate with this um clan that used to be friends and are now turning rivals uh, so they get this crew together to go stop them or whatever and then demon stuff ensues demon stuff yeah and um i thought it was very exciting uh the animation is cg it's a it's a cg kind of 3d anime thing yeah, that's my uh, that's 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 what's got me kind of like yeah it looks like rotoscoping which yeah. i think is kind of fun a little bit because like I said as soon as he hits the screen the moment that it opens with like this snowdrop and it hits this Yari blade and then it goes to Musashi and I was like oh, 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 oh I did the thing like in my apartment alone um, I thought it looked pretty cool at parts there are times where it it's not fantastic looking like just going for a traditional 2D approach would have been mm-hmm. uh, a lot better, but it's not bad. I, I don't mind it. it. It really works. The action scenes are fantastic. They're very good. Um, like when uh, at the end of the first episode where he fights this um, possessed person um, who has like these Oni powers of like this crazy tongue and stuff, which was everything that the fight with Toad in the first X-Men movie should have been, mm. you know? Um it, it all looked really good. Um, so I, I'm truly excited to continue to watching the rest of the series. Usually when it's like anime something, count me out. You know, like the whole weeb stuff. Dog, you know this. You know. Move it to your side. Your side. Uh, Who just went on a 
three-hour tirade about like Odu Nobunaga and Musashi and Jubei, and just like, oh. but I'm not a weeb. Well, that's because I'm not a weeb. I attended the University of Arkansas and obtained several degrees in Japanese history. More What's than up? one? So I don't know if this would be as... Yeah, more than one. Uh, I don't know. You already knew that. Um, I don't know if this would be as exciting for anyone else because this is relative to all of my interests. Yokai, Oni, Musashi, uh, talking about uh, Sekigahara, uh, all of these things, samurai stuff. It felt just like a um, Criterion Collection level movie from kurosawa like it mm-hmm. looked and felt like a kurosawa movie but well, with special with like the special effects of like demon stuff um i thought it was cool super rad it's not hokey anime this style makes it where like everything's kind of realistic um you know so it, it feels like that grounded like kurosawa movie where everyone no one's like a fantastical anime dude like they're real people and and they're just, just putting up with some weird shit. Yeah, and Musashi of course is like a, a cut above everyone else. But um you know, other than that, the the other guys he's with, these samurai that were chosen, they're just from a samurai clan. They're they're people that never experienced war. Musashi's this relic of the uh, Sengoku era uh having been at Sekigahara and all of these younger people don't know what it's like to experience war because they're living in this new peaceful Edo time. Though they kind of skipped over the idea that, um, you know, Toyotomi Hideyoshi was collecting samurai and forcibly sending them to Korea to kill people. Hmm. Well, whatever. You know, if they're going to talk about Sekigahara and then just pretend like, you know, 20 or 30 years of history just aren't there. Also, I want to see how this ties in with the rest of Onimusha. Um, but oh, they got a lot of content to work with. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's great. I really like it. Uh, I think it is really good. Even if you're not a um, Japanese history nut like me, I, I think it's still a lot of fun because if you've ever liked anything Kurosawa, um, it fits. It fits right in. You even get the the image of uh, Mifune on screen. Yeah. That's that's uh, the one thing that might get me to watch this. Is it just looks like a, a Kurosawa movie. He, he he is Yojimbo. Like he's Yojimbo on screen. Uh and, and I liked it a lot. Uh and it has a very like Dororo-esque like storyline to it. The whole thing is that there's like this samurai lord who has turned to evil for power and doesn't care how he gets it. So his clan, his friends, he doesn't care what he sacrifices because he wants to craft this new world uh, where he controls it and is, is all powerful. And I know there's a, like a new Dororo series that started manga wise. Uh, but if any of you have ever read classic, like old Dororo, dog, not weave. Um, Dororo is really good. Um, it, it it's it's that same kind of story where you have. Um, oh crap, what's his name? The hero of Dororo. I don't know. I don't watch anime. Well, I don't either. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. I don't watch that one. Uh, well, I've never watched the anime. Uh, anyhow, the, the the samurai dude, the the man with no limbs uh, from Dororo, uh, it, it's like that. Um, so I, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. 
you you would really oh yeah like it, it. it looks like, it looks like it'd be cool it's, it's actually it's actually animation the only thing that holds me up but I'll, I'll check it out i mean that's what happened with the the berserk um the when they tried to bring berserk back and they used all this like kind of rotoscopy cgi animation and it just looked so weird from what everybody knew uh as as berserk so yeah yeah and uh yeah vince points out in onimusha 3 where it has the return of akechi you it's it goes through different timelines and yeah jean renault is in it there's movie pedigree to onimusha already um I think it's a good property. It's a good exploration of that. And the the rotoscope style 3D thing, it really works well when they get in the fight scenes. It's better than the Dragon Ball Super movie. Mm. Uh, uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero that they did this same thing, the 3D, 2D anime thing. Uh, this looks a lot better and it, it works better in this style setting where uh, it's like Vagabond, which is another story about Musashi. Yeah. Uh, it looks a lot like the Vagabond manga. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. it's on Netflix. Uh, all episodes out? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's time for the box office. It's the last segment of the show. Uh, it's where we visit the weekend reports for the last uh seven days at the box office uh this week is the weekend of november 3rd through 5th 2023 can't believe it's already november we're gonna give you the top 10 movies in america uh mostly domestic numbers because that's what the studios look for uh we're gonna start with number 10 work our way up to number one jake what's number 10 well yeah hey actually let's touch on number 12 real quick since you mentioned it uh, Nightmare, Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Christmas for its 30th anniversary uh, this past week. It's been out three weeks uh, in its anniversary releases. Uh, another $880,000 brought in by it. It's just shy of $10 million for a movie that most people have on, on home video. Oh, yeah. So, um, pretty cool. Uh, and, and just to drop down one more, uh, The Marsh King's Daughter opened up to under $850,000. Um, it was in less theaters, admittedly. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's been one that the trailer's out there for, and they just decided to put it nowhere. Um, so coming in at number 10, Freelance, the movie I did not get the chance to see because they have reduced all of its showings, which has contributed to its number 10 spot. Uh, brought in just over a million bucks, um, 1.23 million. Uh, its domestic total, and it's two weeks out, is 4.2. Um Tough, tough. It looks like it probably would have been one of those really fun um, WWE um, entertainment straight-to-video releases, but they put it in the theater instead. Um, Coming in at number nine, what happens later? Uh, $1.5 million brought in by that one in its opening week. That's the one that uh, was shot here at our airport. Oh, the Meg Ryan and David Duchovny movie. Mm-hmm. I had a friend ask me if I wanted to go watch that with her because she wanted someone to go to the theater. And I was like, I watched the trailer. I don't need to see it. And she's like, yeah, the movie looks like crap, but I want to see how they XNA. portrayed XNA. I, I want to see our airport. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's the plot of the movies. Like there's snowed in and all this stuff. I'm like, so it's not XNA. Could have gone Die Hard 2 with it, but instead. Oh, yeah, yeah. they could have. But uh, our runways aren't big enough. And, yeah, it's not X&A because if, if they're like, everyone's snowed in at X&A, everyone that lives here 
has a four by four. They have a way of getting there. You're not going to be stuck there uh, at at our local uh, because we live in the mountains and we're about to have six months of you're going to get snowed in weather. Um, so you have to have a way to get around. Uh, coming in at number eight, just above it, after death, two million dollars in its second week out from Angel Studios. Nine million brought in by that one. That's another one I can't wait to go away because I'm getting ads for it and I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, you ever wonder what happens after you die? Nah, bro. Jesus or whatever, you know? So, and then holding tough in the top 10 for its six weeks out at number seven, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie Paw in Patrol. the U.S. of A brought in two million bucks. Its domestic total is at 62 and it hasn't been doing bad internationally. I think that movie uh, is probably well in the black, I would assume, even though it doesn't seem like that much money. Uh, but it's a kid's movie. The models have already been made on computers. They've had every conceivable pose through all the episodes they've done. Those voice actors have it down. I imagine that it's We're easily some made some money. And then just above it, still riding that Halloween high uh, Exorcist Believer brought in 2.1 million, and it's five weeks brought in 63 million bucks here in the U.S. Doing way better than I ever thought that movie would. Yeah, and you know what? To this day, I've still not seen one person say that they liked it or that it's a fun or good movie. It's just that fear factor. Everyone wants to have uh, a little bit of some scary going on, especially this time of year, and I think it's able to just keep that uh, for, for its money. And then opening first week from Pantheon uh, Films, Radical, $2.65 million brought in by that one. Um, another $5 million across the globe, bringing it to $7.75. Yeah, kind of an interesting indie foreign, uh, you know. It, it, I mean, it made, it, honestly, it, out, a- it outperformed every movie in the country except for it was only in 400 theaters nationwide. So each theater outperformed the number one movie in America. But Is that the Spanish movie that's yes. out right now? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I was about to say, I never heard of it. And then I forgot, I saw it listed, and I was like, I don't want to watch a movie in Spanish. Sorry about Grips Foreign, or yeah, Grips Foreign Films, but I don't do Euro languages, man. I can't. They're annoying to me. Only Hindi and Japanese. I watched Sisu. Telugu. Okay. <laughs> one Russian one thrown in it there. It wasn't Russian. It was, was uh, it Scandinavian? Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then coming in at number four, rising from the 20th spot. 420, dude. Uh, <laughs> Priscilla brought in five million bucks. Uh, bringing its total up to 5.3 million. It had a, like, L.A. New York opening. Yeah, and that's an A24 film, uh, which is a bit different from what they normally uh, produce and come out with because usually they're on the edge of, like, interesting things or, or, like... Well, this is, uh, you know, Sofia Coppola, man, you know. I guess that's true, too. Art. art. So far, I've, I've, I've heard that her and this movie are a good mix, but, you know... Some people just don't like it, which included Lisa Marie Presley. So who's to say? Uh, and then holding the number three spot, the top three all keeping their spots on lock. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, 6.8 million bucks, 52.2 so far in its three weeks from Paramount. 66.8 brought in internationally, bringing its uh, worldwide total up to only 120 bucks. Uh, I wonder how that... Um, shutting studios down or shutting uh, theaters down for offering 
intermissions, intermissions yeah. uh, worked um, because Ridiculous. they were doing that across the globe in some places like India are used to having intermissions still. That's just a normal part of life. Uh, and with Paramount going around the world and shutting that stuff down. Mm, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I wonder how that's worked out. Uh, the second one, keeping the trend intact, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, $13.6 million, 166 brought in in the U.S. alone. $232 million total across the globe. Um, that movie has made... Well, that concert footage, yeah, that edited concert footage. for uh, theater delivery, so much money has brought in too much money, and then maintaining its number one spot in its second week out, Five Nights at Freddy's, nineteen million dollars, bringing its domestic to one hundred and thirteen uh, for its fourteen day run. And then that has allowed it to make another hundred across the globe, bringing it up to 216 million total. Doing pretty dang good, even though uh, fans of the games uh, seem to uh, not really be super jazzed about how they decided to do the story uh, in this. And other people uh, noting that it's not exactly a competent uh, horror film either because they kept it at a PG-13 rating to bring in the TikTok crowd or whatever it is that repopularized Five Nights at Freddy's that got all of its action figures in Walmart for like the last five or six Mm -hmm. years um, and and gained it the new moniker FNAF. Uh, that I hate so much. Ugh. Yeah, uh, just like people that say SNES, I hate you. I don't yeah, like I don't that. Like that um, or people that, uh, uh, you know, just absolutely uh, insist that it's at at. Uh, I dislike you as well. In Star Wars? Yeah, it's oh, not atst. Uh, so it's not at at. Uh, you are all bad people. N- none of us like you. Um, but uh, yeah, Five Nights at Freddy, killing it. Uh, doing doing great money wise regardless of what you think about it um, there's almost assuredly going to be uh, at least one more of those well alright guys well that is the box office it's 9 o'clock that's our show I gotta wrap it up and head back down to uh, pinpoint to finish decorating things for our holiday thing that kicks off on Friday but uh, yeah we'll be back next week next Monday night same time 8 o'clock central standard time don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you'd like to tune in if you download this podcast just the audio version you can download those wherever it is you download those but we do like it when you join us live on Mondays so it's it's a lot more fun that way um, yeah any any final words there there Graham uh, I'll just point out real quick that Vince uh, said he thought it was interesting that Oppenheimer's number 17 and Barbie is number 24. Hanging I think that's there. because you can go buy Barbie right now. Yeah, It's on the shelves at Walmart. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh, we'll continue to find a way to entertain you next week regardless of uh, no movies coming out again. All right, gang. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.